thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey. Hi. All right. Well, we're here for our March Madness podcast. Yay. Very excited. This is a great topic. Because it blends the two. It blends K-drama and BTS and, you know, favorite things right there. So tonight we're talking about her private life. And I'm very excited because I just binged it this weekend and watched all the fangirl moments and love them so this is gonna be fun megan do you want to give us a synopsis okay her private life is a 2019 k-drama starring park min young as sung duk mi and kim jae-wook as ryan gold and is adapted from the webtoon nunafan.com uh, my drama list says sung duk mi is the ultimate cha seon fangirl the devoted manager of a Xi'an fan site, Dokmi eats, breathes, and sleeps for Xi'an. He is her sun, her moon. Her entire universe revolves around him. This is the secret Dokmi must hide from the world. And hide it she does, at least until Ryan Gold, the art gallery's new director, saunters into her life. A once famous painter, the former artist turned director, considers himself an indifferent being, unconcerned, unconcerned with the lives of others. But when he uncovers Dokmi's secret, everything changes. Um, three of us watched this drama prior to being ARMY. I was not one of them. So what stood out to you when you watched it the first time as being over-the-top ridiculous fan behavior and what seems perfectly normal now? I can go first. Where so I mean, most of it did, candidly. But something I remember laughing about was the fact that um, she had a full cutout of her bias in her house. And I was like, that's wild. Like who would do that? <laughs> I love I'm that. Not I have that now. I'm not saying because I do not, but it doesn't seem as far of a leap to me in my mind now to come home and have like sugar cut out in the corner of like my apartment. It seems totally <laughs> rational to me now. And when I first saw it in the drama, I was like, oh, this is so over the top. <laughs> Nobody would be like this. <laughs> and so I think that's kind of the genesis too, just like before the rest of you jump in of where this is, because we'll put in the show notes a link to, um, you know, the other podcast, Afternoon Delight. We did a whole like deep dive on the plot, um, you know, a while ago, uh, over a year ago. And no, like two years ago. <laughs> and and so, yeah, it became fun to talk about like the more we've gotten into like our own fangirl lives of being like, you know, that show that we watched that one time that was really cute. Like it just hits differently now. So we kind of wanted to come back and revisit it once like, you know, we've drank the Kool-Aid as well. So yeah, anyone else? 
I think for me, when I watched it the first time, it was it was quite a while ago, but I just thought it was so funny that she was like going to the airport to wait for him and was like scoping out the best places to get pictures. Um, and then I was just sorry, Tanya, I'm going to tell the story of when you were in the airport and you were trying to track down Jimin and you were with a bunch of army at the airport and everybody was waiting for Jimin to come out. And it just like, again, totally was like, oh, yeah, that that seems very normal now. Um, But I remember watching the drama and being like, huh, that's kind of funny. I was kind of surprised by her apartment makes a lot more sense now and actually for have a friend who has a life-size cardboard cutout of uh one of the characters in lord of the rings the one that becomes king i can't remember his name and oh, so like the cardboard thank you thank you <laughs> i knew you would have my back there um so like the cardboard cutout things seem totally normal to me I was like yeah that's kind of what you do makes sense um but the the fangirling in the airport threw me the first time I watched it it was like that for me too and I think now that I've been in it longer I get the significance of the airport right because in in k-pop they have the airport uh you know runway basically is (laughs) it's not the runway for the plane it's the runway for the fashion and everything else and how important it is to get you know for the good pictures to come out and everybody wants to see what they're wearing and everything and I just did I had no context for that the first time but yeah her her apartment is basically how my uh, basement is starting to look (laughs) it's pretty much it's that's the evolution that we're going through right now if you had a water bottle that you caught that was J-Hopes, would you put it in glass and preserve it? This is like the 100%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, are you, wait a minute. Hold up. Are you telling me that if you go to soundcheck and you are at Barricade in May and that man throws a water bottle and you catch it, you're just going to be like, ew. You're going to throw it away? You liar. You no, I wouldn't. But I mean, I'm also like, what do I do my entire life? Just carry around this water bottle and be like, Shagood touched it once? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it made me laugh. Okay. Here's the thing. I watched it now. I had never, it, it's always been on my list. I just never got to it. I watch it now. And my family was like, what are you laughing about? Because I would get the giggles because I'd be like, oh my God, that's so relatable. And it, it's like so over the top. It's like so relatable. My favorite thing about her apartment is she actually has pillows with his face on it. I just thought that was like, it was like a t- like a step up of like fangirling, right? Because like get the blanket, get the pillow. She's got the water bottles. She even at one point tells somebody, oh yeah, that's the confetti from XYZ when he was there. I was like, yeah, I've seen that on TikTok where they were getting the confetti from PTD and like making jewelry out of it or like putting it in a whatever, a bottle or something. So I mean, as someone now watching it from this point of view, I found it really comical because I was like, that's not weird. Like, what? I mean, that's why is that a secret? I've done that before. Um, the only other thing I could think about was I watched So I Married an Anti-Fan, um, but I also watched Reply 1997. And in 97, one of the characters, like a huge fangirl. And I remember at the time thinking, why would she sit out all night? just like with the banners chanting like why would she do and i was like oh yeah i i get that i totally get that now 
I saw the confetti in the water bottle in the drama and I was like, oh my gosh, we might actually get to catch confetti. I'm going to scrapbook the heck out of that. <laughs> I just remember Would I drink Leah- the water though? Would I drink the water and then keep the bottle? <laughs> I feel like, okay, but like what if the bottle is like half empty? He drank the water and then he threw it. Then I'd keep it. Then I'm gross. Then, right? then I'm disgusted. <laughs> then you're gross. That's what you said. <laughs> then I'm gross. Then I'm taking a sip out of it. <laughs> gross. I'm also <laughs> laughing too because I remember in the group chat, Leah, you were like, um, am I getting to her private life with my apartment? <laughs> we were like, no, not at all. So something I have done, because I have this apartment on campus, and it was like BTS had just kind of started to bleed through the whole thing, which was great. But I I really did. I started, I didn't judge myself, but I was like, I feel as if I need to control this on some level. And so what I decided to do was I had a music, I have a music space, a music like alcove. And so I put everything in there, which is actually better because now you can go in and just be like kind of immersed in this. And I feel like that's like a better way, except for the uh, V Vogue that's sitting here looking at me in the living room. And I'm going to be getting the gym in Vogue <laughs> to go next to it. But everything else kind of lives in this music room. And I like that because it feels like a little bit more controlled um, and actually much more impressive when it's all together <laughs> in one big amalgamation. As we see in episode three, Dokmi accompanies Ryan to Cha Sion's house. Given the opportunity, which member's house would you like to visit? And would you be able to play it cool? Or would you drench yourself in the shower at Lake Dokmi? That was so funny. I love that scene. Uh, it For those who haven't, I, I don't know, should we say, I don't know if we should give spoilers. We didn't really talk about whether to do that. Okay, so here's a little spoiler, which is that her her love interest has a very close relationship with her idol. Let's just say, that's all I'll say about it. So she ends up being able to visit his house because of that. Uh, But she's having to fly under the radar because he doesn't know that she's his uh, fangirl. So if that, there would be a legitimate situation like that, that was non-invasive where you could visit one of their houses. I would seriously, I have to see Jungkook's place with the candles and the mattresses. (laughs) I just, I need to know, like, are there that many mattresses? What's with the candles? Why is the handkerchief on the the bandana on the light? <laughs> what are, what's the whole story? So that's what I would want to know. And then my my second uh, choice would be I would want to see Hobie's collection of coffee mugs, including his Snoopy mugs, because <laughs> it's just so cute. I have zero chill and zero cool, so I would not be able to play it cool at all. Um, but I think I would want to go to RMs just because I want to see art and books like that's my jam and just to spend a day immersed amongst his art and to see what he's reading and yeah that would be where I would go but I would definitely accidentally turn a shower on (laughs) on myself (laughs) while I was there and make a complete fool of myself so I don't know that I would be cool, but I would try really hard. Um, but I, I agree with Allison. I, my first thought was to see Namjoon's bookshelf um, and like what he's reading and the art and all of that. Um, I also want to look in his fridge. I don't know why. I just feel like you get to know someone so well, like what's in their fridge. Um, but then I, when I thought about some more, I was like, but what if I had two opportunities 
And I would, I want to see J-Hope's closet. So I just want to know how many bags and shoes are in there. That's it. like, I don't have, I don't touch anything. I just want to be able to count like what's in there because I just think it's like, I want to see the fortune cookie bag. I want to see like the little, you know, trunks, the little thing, like all the stuff. So yeah, those would be the two. Hopefully I would not break any artwork or, you know, stain any, like sneeze on something, you know, that kind of thing. Like I, I hope I'd be cool enough not to do that. Knock over a cause figurine. <laughs> oh, the, the, the fortune cookie bag is my Holy grail that I, I have to say, I know I've got to move that to the top of the list now. Yeah, I have different, like, I mean, okay, so we're assuming that we're invited over, like, we're not crawling through the air vent, <laughs> like, this is allowed um, for the purpose of this. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going with Jimin. I would totally love to rock it at his house. I don't know, again, I don't think I'm naturally cool, but I think I could play, I mean, I'm friendly, and I feel like I could hang, have, you know, a cheese board or whatever. But I think that I would be like the most comfortable too hanging out with you. And like, you know, I just feel like you could have like hangout bestie vibes and just chilling in the apartment would be a fun, a fun day. Like, I think like I would leave being like cheerful about it. Yeah, I feel like his personality is very much like, I want you to be as comfortable as possible. Like I really get that vibe from him all the time, like no matter what he's doing. So I feel like he'd also be like, Leah, make yourself at home. Like what, yeah, you know? And I feel like I'm the same. So I'd be like, no, yeah. you make yourself at home. Let's both just be extra comfy. Who's got blankies? <laughs> and then just like wrap up in blankies and hang out. <laughs> this would be interesting too, okay. because I think his his place and Yungi's are the ones we've never really seen anything of maybe a tiny glimpse recently but yeah I mean there's really. been rumors yeah. of did when he filmed his happy birthday thing for uh Shiga's Weaver's birthday like you know so the fandom does get pretty wild with like you know deciding whose apartment's where and who's where it's it does appear as if he was at his at his home um and so that just leaves I think Sugar has been the only one who's had zero inside his home anything because even yeah. um I feel like did Jin show maybe not maybe Jin's done nothing because I now that I'm thinking his of Jin, kitchen I'm I like, think with the big clock he had the big clock on the wall behind him I think that might have been his kitchen okay because I was thinking about everything I was thinking I'm like no that was J-Hope no that was J-Hope like showering the plants the golden right. <laughs> so cleaner I'm like nope J-Hope J-Hope <laughs> What about Jin's bathroom alcohol? Was that his place? I oh, think so. And the weird little bath toy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So nope. Yeah. We're just down to international man of mystery. Yeah. He said his home looks like a model home that his dad picked out the furniture in, which is why I gave that a hall pass. Cause I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> there was Holly's birthday party out on like a porch somewhere. That could have been his parents' house though. Maybe. Yeah. Look, and again, we're speculating, but you know, that <laughs> does not live with him full time. That's not. Yeah. His, yeah, exactly. It could have been his full so, place. Yeah. yeah. But somebody had nice roses. Congratulations yes. to the Min family oh. on their rose propagation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In Chasian's house, there's a photo that took me took um, while she was, uh, you know, out on her fangirling missions with her all black clothing and her hat and her mask. Um, Shion says it's one of his favorites. 
How would you feel if you've received similar recognition from any of the members? I think instant just like fall over. Like, is that the only normal response? Like she handled it very well in the drama. She was just like tickled beyond delight. And then that was it. Um, I think that if I went into Sugar's house and he had a picture I had taken or something, like I would turn 5,000 shades of red and not be able to talk for a while. But just also it speaks to how much they love army and their fans and just be like oh that's so sweet that it really wasn't just me it was just about how much you care about your fans i was just reminded that um that jimin apparently got the idea for his back tattoos of the crescent of the moon phases from fan art so can you imagine there are actually people out there (laughs) who have done fan art and i know taehyung has shared some fan art that he liked and can you i can't even imagine i mean i know and sometimes people have posted uh videos of themselves afterwards saying you know that was mine and oh and they're just so elated oh i can't even yeah i was gonna say i mean i don't think I would have words like I just don't even know what I would do um but there have been creators um on TikTok right now that they are recreating or doing the um J-Hope on the street challenge and he's actually going around and commenting he's just putting like a couple emojis or he's putting like wow or awesome or any like little things like that it's from the official big hit account um but you know we're pretty sure it's him um, and I just think that's great. And they're so over the moon about it. And I'm very excited for them. So I don't know. If I, I feel like, like, what if one day we got an email that was like, we really enjoy your podcast. I just don't, I don't even know what I would do. I remember not long ago, I think it was Namjoon was doing his birthday live, maybe, or an, or an, a live maybe for the album. I can't remember. And uh, Hobie was you know, spamming him with messages on Weaver's life like he does. And Namjoon finally said something and he was like, I've succeeded as a fan. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> that must be what it feels like. <laughs> and this is where, you know, I'm going to just take this like a little bit like on a detour, but I do have quite, okay. I do need to just talk about this first. <laughs> so this is some NSFW. However, I have, I have just live in my life like no fault to my own. Like I'm just looking up something and I'll tell you where this happens is Twitter. Like Twitter, I will just be like, oh, I want to search up like a translation for something or find like, what was that one time? Cause Twitter often will yield something that I'm looking for very specifically in a way that like a lot of the other things don't. If I'm like looking for a specific moment or quote or something. And then I hit the M Prague fanfic out of the blue where it's like Jimin being like I'm bearing you puppies Yoongi and I'm like no I need to like bleach my eyeballs and (laughs) I'm curious I mean like do they ever just like stumble in and be like what the fuck is happening on that side of the house over there and if they do is it funny or are they like help me because I don't know what I would do if somebody was like writing stories where I mean like I don't know I mean I don't even want to start talking about it because once I do I won't be able to stop this is like a whole other conversation but I am curious like once you start to go into the unsee of content where you know there's tales there's multiple genitals involved there's usually pregnancies are they like this is funny 
because I kind of feel like I'd think it was funny if somebody did it about me, but I don't know. And so anyway, it's just like, there's some wildness. And again, no judgment on how people experience their fandom. But then sometimes I'm like, but these are real people that are like, just humans. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not like Harry Potter world, right? Where like, you know, you take these people and they become complete, like you're, they're just fictional beings. There's like a real funny thing that happens when like with like real people intersects with like fandom fantasy and then what what you can make create out of that. But all I know is like I don't want Jimin to be like the 1980s puppy surprise doll with like how many puppies are there inside. Oh my like, gosh. Oh, Jimin, you're better than you don't need that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh god, that's so wrong. But like okay, oh. I agree with you, Leah, because like I don't know. I get like even I don't know like I just I don't know if they read them I think they do though because like I've been on TikTok where they're like show a video of them at some you know doing a run episode or you know doing a live video all when they would do them all together um and they make reference to things that are happening on social media which you know we're kind of told oh they're not on social media because they can't they are and so they have to know that stuff's out there. And it makes me laugh because someone, some creator, ARMY, I love ARMY because they go all the way like to one side where it's kind of crazy and wild and all the way to the other side where it's like real sweet and innocent. And I love all of it. But an ARMY created like this, I don't know, TikTok video of the members like, hey, did you read so-and-so's fanfic? And then like, of course, Namjoon's like, we're not going to talk about it, guys. And then somebody else is like talking. And then the end, JK is like, I read all of them. <laughs> so it just like made me laugh like, because- their personalities, not that I, like, we know them from what we see, right? Like, we know what we're getting in content. But, like, sometimes those videos just, like, I'm like, I believe that. I believe they know that about, I know I know they know we think that. Or I know that they are aware that this is something we talk about. You know what I mean? So, like, it just, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. But, yeah, I don't. I think that's why I don't write fanfic. I think I'd be too embarrassed. <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to write fanfic especially I'm not gonna write puppy 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 play fanfic about Jimin but I am gonna say if anyone found it and sent it around my vote is it's J-Hope he's finding it, <laughs> totally. it and he sending knows. it out just being like FYI J-Hope I, knows where all the army bodies are buried <laughs> yeah I, I also feel like he would do it and then also send pictures of puppies as a joke because like we know his like social media like text game is just like the best. Like it it's at a tight. So like I have no There would be so many stickers in their group chat. <laughs> Puppy stickers. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of erotic fan art too. I mean, it comes up even just in my for you feed on Instagram. So you if they're yeah. out there looking at fan art for you know moon phase tattoos, they're seeing everything. Yeah, so, yeah I, just I wonder, think like, they know. Real, like when people are making that, like if you're gonna just draw like some like hard ass picture like is that I mean like yeah I'm just curious like do people are they like yeah I hope them <laughs> do you see it? Or are they like actually nobody's ever gonna see I live in this vacuum that no one notices I just I always have questions because yeah when it comes to real people um, yeah I start to get a little bit more like ugh. I get a little bit more like the case of like the the uh-ohs <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's a privacy thing. I can, and I can kind of get like if you're processing your own 
fantasy material and you want to share that with your friends or whatever, but when it's public, yeah, again, I don't want to judge anybody because I can understand why people enjoy it. So it's not a judgment thing, but uh, yeah, I do. I do think about the members sometimes and how, the, how I would feel if somebody was writing stories about me, it would be pretty. Yeah, or drawing like hardcore pornographic. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not me. like, yeah. I'm not a prude of sexual content. No, like no. If anyone listens to me. Like I talk about this a lot, but there is, it becomes like this like consent element. So I did not mean to hijack it into this area tonight. I think this could yield a whole other conversation at another time, but yeah, when it's like, you know, it hits differently when it feels like, yeah, I don't know. I, like and it, I, you know, people have strong feelings one way or the other about it. Like I invite you to write in to afternoonaarmy at gmail.com because I do think it's something interesting to mull of what the public is allowed of you as a famous person, basically. Yeah. And like being, like you said before, being a real person, you know, yes. it's a fanfic about fiction, like fictional characters, but like this is actually about real people with real, like, real lives yeah and there's funny memes that are can be really dirty and so then that becomes to me too like I'm just unpacking and overthinking as usual like where like I'll see like you know especially like an Instagram people like put up like a meme that's quite funny and NSFW but you're like oh that's funny but then that feels very different than like drawing a detailed like anatomical picture of a member that feel that hits me very differently that hits me again differently when we just have Jim and full of puppies because that's just wild but you know so I don't know that's a whole other let's do a whole other you know plunge into the because I've thought about this a lot in terms of romance writing but I've not thought about it a lot in terms of like how you take your fandom life so let's put a pin on that one sorry to derail it no, you're good. I will I will say which just one more quick thing, which is that if I understood it correctly, Yungi said that he once, you know, we know that he once wrote a fanfic because he said so. But I think it was about a real sports figure, um, an athlete and somebody else. I can't remember a television personality, I think. I think Were they real people? Skater and somebody else. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but I think they were. I think they were real. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I was watching them. And then the story like popped Mm -hmm. into my brain. Yeah. And look, I mean, like there's like that famous like uh, book after, I think that's Anna Todd, who uh, it was based on the One Direction universe and fanfic and then became like a fictionalized account that became like top of the New York Times bestseller list. So, I mean, yeah, there's interesting intersections of where you go. And again, that feels a little different again than just drawing like Jungkook straight up out of the shower, like right. nothing else going on. <laughs> you know, like right. they all like there's nuance to nuance. <laughs> it's almost like they've it's an alternate universe where they're not really them. It's kind of like BTS universe, really. I mean, there's a whole narrative world of BTS from the company that's BTS universe where they actually use their real names, but it's not them. You mm-hmm. know, so I could kind of see that too. So. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. We should talk about it more. But now we're going to get back into the fun side of fandom, not the, well, actually, I don't know if we are. Actually, this isn't the fun side of fandom. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of the darker side of fandom. But as we've learned being ARMY, that being a fan is a slippery slope. In this drama, they talk about saucings. Wikipedia defines a saucing as an obsessive fan who stalks or engages in other behavior constituting an invasion of of privacy um, of of Korean idols specifically drama actors or other public figures the term saucing comes from the Korean word sa 
meaning private and saying meaning life. So really their private life. Let's talk about sasangs and then what we've learned as far as fan and bias behavior go. Um, what have we learned in the past year? Uh, how do we take what we've learned and move forward? And what are some things that have come up recently um, just in the media that we've been watching the lives and things like that that really stuck out to us? Who wants to go first? That's a lot of questions. Um, I think when I uh, just sort of think about that gradual slope of healthy fandom and unhealthy fandom, because I think that in the drama, there was some unhealthy fandom that was happening. Um, just centering it around the fact that they have their own, they need their own space. And um, also as a fan girl, um, like to just be respectful of other fans. And we saw issues attacked because of the dating rumor and the drama um, and the the other fan girls went after her. Um, and I think that really struck me. Um, and in the past year, we've had JK talking about, you know, hey, don't follow me. Um, and some good examples of, you know, like, I don't want to invade your space. I'm just going to leave this note here for you um, as a, you know, appreciation. Um, I think just always trying to keep in mind that they need their own space. And that can be really hard because we get so much of them. It's easy to sort of tip over into um, that. But this is, you know, the idol that I've been following and I want more and more. Um, so one of the things that I did early on when I was army was read a book called BTS in army culture. And it talked about the history of army culture. It was really interesting. And they talk a lot about where like BTS army started and what the fan base kind of was rooted in. And it was really fascinating, very respectful. And like they would create lines at the airport so people couldn't rush them. Um, they had days devoted to community service and giving back. Um, and loving yourself. And I think that's what I want in this fandom and what I always look for and see most of the time, but there's always dark sides. I think for me, I just get worried about lots of aspects of that, like kind of like need to cross the line from knowing what members want to consensually disclose to you about their lives and like needing to have more. And like, I feel as if like, my first thing is here's this, here's this fandom that does bring so much joy and has, it can be at its best, such a force of good. And I've seen it be like such a wide variety of people and, you know, gender body, ethnic backgrounds, just everything, like the best of humanity. And then of course, when you have something that's like so good, there's always like the dark side to it. But I'm always like, my first reaction is always just like, don't ruin it for everybody, including the members, like including the fans, like don't ruin this for everyone. Like this is working to a point, you know, like, okay. And, and so, yeah, I guess that becomes the thing is just like this, like this thing where people feel like they, 
you know, for various reasons of like immaturity, potentially mental health, potentially clout, you're just crossing into these boundaries that like just are completely invasive and problematic. And I do think that like, you know, if we're ever going to like tear down this like house of cards that we're all really enjoying being a part of, it's going to be when like they can't do basic, even less than the basic that they can already talk about not doing. Um, because folks just want to be going through their garbage. Like, why do we need to know who they're dating if they don't want to talk about it? Why do we need to know what they're spending their time on if they're not talking about it? Like, why does there need to be just this expectation? And again, this is where I think it gets messy when like, it's almost like, you know, when we saw that live recently, the one that JK was a little drunk on and then fell asleep, but that part where he had that like really plaintive, like I'm human too. And I'm like, yes, like these are extraordinary people, but they're just people. They're just humans. And like, they've given enough. Why do we have to, why do folks feel the need to take more? And that's always going to be the case too. I just don't think it's ever going to like go away. I just think that the rest of us then have the responsibility to like call it out when we see it, if there's reporting at like mechanisms to report it, uh, to not feed into wanting to like know that. And so that's the thing. Like I love sugar as much as anybody, but I'm not going to sit in his garbage can, like Oscar the grouch waiting for like, the dirt to come, you know, like that's like, you know, they're allowed to just like have their, their time. Just like, I don't want anyone like putting up a camera in my bathroom either. Like these are very relatable, normal things that like, I feel like common sense and decency can just go out the window and we almost like forget that they're just a human too. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, being army is such a different fan experience I've talked about it before and still tell people like you would not believe this fan experience is like wild I'm you know and we do at some point you know they say we love army we love you and then you know we say we love you we love BTS and then we get so much of their lives right we get so much content we're on V lives with them we're celebrating their birthdays with them we're doing all these things and so you know I think at some point um there's like a confusion there for some people, not for me, I'm not speaking for myself, but I can see how someone would think, I know them. I know them so well, you know, because I feel like that sometimes too, like, I'll look at something, I'm like, Oh, my gosh, that's like, perfect thing. J-Hope would love that. Like, we'll see something on media from one of the designers, or we'll see, you know, like Tanya and I, every once in a while, see a bag, and we'll like, send it to each other in like the group chat, like, Oh, my God, Hope, we would love this bag. As if we know him, we don't really know him. You know what I mean? We don't really know any of the members. And so I think that sometimes that happens where a fan will really believe I know this person I know them so well um I know everything about them and so I can just go and talk to them or I can follow them to the gym or you know whatever it is and so like I think that's where those lines get crossed and it can be scary you know we um I think about RM getting mobbed at the airport you know, on official business, like they knew he was going to be there and like the crowds, the swelling of the crowds or um, anytime that they're out and about and we get pictures that we know aren't official pictures, right? Like we talked about it, not like as a group for our Instagram, not sharing unofficial pictures of Jin because people are taking photos of him in the military right now that are not authorized photos. And so I just think that like, that's where the saucing behavior for me is so troublesome. Like it, and it worries me 
Um, because even, you know, I remember in Las Vegas when, he, when JK was doing a live and he was getting phone calls, some, someone had figured out how to call his room. And he even said, um, like when we got the translations, nobody's supposed to have this number. This phone isn't supposed to ring. So, you know, those like before I had no idea what a sussing was. I didn't, I had no idea of the term or anything about it. And now when I hear it and I hear about the behavior, I don't know, I'm just disappointed because it's like Leah said, it's such a fun space. It's such a safe space for so many people. And like the, the more these type of fans push, the less we're going to get back. And, you know, that's not really what we want. That's not, that's not the goal. Um, so, you know, when I was thinking about this question and then I was thinking about sauce things, you know, I really thought let's model that behavior of that army in Mexico that left that cute little note for V. Um, and it just said, I love you, Kim Young." And you could see how he really appreciated that. It was like really genuine, his reaction. And almost like he felt seen. Hey, look, I was able to come here, do this show with my friends. Army is here, but they're not mobbing the place. They're not trying to like... <laughs> you know, rip my shirt off me or keep my apron or like whatever, you know? So I just, yeah, it's something I didn't know existed until I was in the fandom. And I'm really trying to model behavior that is positive and is, you know, respectful of every member. And it seems like some of the root of it is also like how we were talking about like that fun side of like, yeah, you do like a dance challenge video or something and you see that like, you know, the one in a million chance that like J-Hope saw you do your dance challenge or whatever. And that's like a fun experience. And then this feels routed in like, I want to be seen and remembered, but I'm going to do it almost like any means necessary. And who boy, like, <laughs> I don't know. Or like the fact that like RM who doesn't even drive and has to like take public transport or, you know, private cars or whatever to like get around. And the fact that they were like monitoring his you know, public trust transport and then like letting friends know so they could like be in the same train car as him. It's just like, yeah, I think that's where I don't, it's that idea of like, you know, you get this like, is it of mice and men or whatever when like Lenny's holding the rabbits or whatever and he's like, he loves them so much and he just like squeezes them and then it's all over. I feel like, yeah, we don't want to like love things to death. We want to love things a healthy amount and then like let them have room. After that whole thing with the train, I, I was trying to imagine what it must have been like for Namjoon realizing that all those moments that he thought he was being respected and people were leaving him alone. Years of travel on trains that he was actually surrounded by obsessive, weird fans that paid to know where he was sitting and bought tickets next to him. And that I, I would just be, I don't know, I, I would think that that must be really traumatizing. And I was shocked, actually, when he posted uh, pictures from his family trip not long after that to, in Spain. I just thought, wow, we're not going to hear from him again for a long time. You know what I mean? It's just, that's really scary. That's the scariest thing I've heard so far. I'm sure there are much even more hair curling things that have happened to them that we don't know about, but that was a pretty bad one. Oh, and one more thing. There is a link that Big Hit has or that Hybe has for reporting threatening behavior or defamatory content and so we'll post that link in the show notes because um the advice that i've read is not to spread that stuff around and like saying oh army jump on these people because they're doing this or that 
um, but instead to just report it um, and send in the information. So uh, we'll make that link available. And then lastly, just being aware of like the, con and then also, yeah, being aware of the content that you're seeing and then like not sharing it out to you. Cause the other trend that's like also bizarre is like, it's pretty easy to do deep fake content too. And so not only should you not be like sharing and passing along, you know, personal invasions of privacy, um, but also stuff that like is potentially just like not even real, like again, and this is like different from just like fan, like, you know, there is, there's just so many differences in how you handle things, but like different of like fan imagination or like, you know, stuff like that. And things that come more about uh, like the whole thing that was like, when it looked like somebody was like doctoring photos of like V at one point or different members doing things lately, it's been Jungkook and having like some really problematic and like hyper-sexualized content going around that like is not him. And if it was him, like not okay. And the fact it's not him is like also not okay. Like the whole thing's just not okay at all. Just not okay. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's where the majority of the fandom is not like that, the vast majority. And so just being able to, yeah, report it, not share it, not, and you do see, I mean, like in Spain, there was a really cute thing where like somebody afterwards posted now that he's left and gone home, I want to talk about this fun experience I had. Or if you see them out and about, like at like a you know the theater or something like that, like we saw um, Jungkook and Taehyung at the a musical recently. Somebody posted it, but they posted it also after the event too, and so that's different. Like you're not posting it like they're here now; they're going to get mobbed. It's like you know later that night they were in a public setting. Okay, that's a little bit different. Wow, we're really like gotten us in the weeds here. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Okay, in episode 11, we get the big reveal, and Ryan tells Dokmi that he knows about her private life. When she asks him what he's learned, he says, thighs are my welfare, and his collarbone is sexy. This is hilarious and relatable. What have you learned about yourself in this fandom? I'm shocked that nobody wants to share right now. Everybody's waiting. I'll go then. Fine. I will say that I am still so surprised at what a, a skin reveal will do. And when I say that, I mean, it's like such an over-the-top reaction when we get collarbone, shoulder, thigh. It's wild. But I still think about all of our reaction when Jin posted his tattoo. We were like, what is this? What has chapter two done? So I don't know. They say like the whole like, am I a Victorian like maiden that an ankle like <laughs> wrecks me for a day? But like, I don't know. I guess that's what I've learned about myself. I think K-dramas have taken us there. <laughs> it's kind of nice, actually, that something that small can be so exciting. <laughs> it's kind of innocent in a way. Yeah, no, I know. I think uh, I love that scene uh, where he, you know, teases her about all the funny stuff she's written on the, in the fan cafe about how sexy her idol is and everything. And God knows we've all done it. And uh, I don't know. It's it's fun. It's like uh, for me, it's been like having a second teenager 
space <laughs> where I can, you know, get to kind of do all the things that maybe I, I wasn't able to do when I was a teenager. We didn't have the all this internet stuff when I was a teenager. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to get to experience it on this level and meet so many friends. So I've learned about myself that, uh, I don't know, that just that um, being a fan just, I don't know, it just activates my imagination. I've met so many people with like-minded interests like all of you, made so many friends. Uh, and it's just fun to get excited, to just get that excited about something. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, because yeah, I love like, it was like the things that she wrote and then you're like, I don't know how, like, because I know I do this. And so things like, if I'm going to watch, like, I'm just going back to like the sugar birthday video from the other day. Every, every, every live, he complains about the comments going too fast. And I live for it. I'm like, when is it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And then he's like, the comments are going too fast. I'm like, yes, we got it. And then when he does like the heavy sigh or like the slurping, like thing, I'm like, yes. And I'm like, what do you say? Like, you sound insane when you're like, yes, it happens. And the heavy sigh happened. The deadpan stare of just staring at the comments and then being like, I've zoned out looking at the comments. And I'm like, how do you explain this to anyone and not look like a complete lunatic. <laughs> I live for Suga's slurping. <laughs> I just love too. Someone wrote in the the fan cafe. I wish it was a water bottle, and like it just sent me over the edge. I was like, oh my god! I laughed for like ten minutes. It, I just thought it was hilarious. It is just so real, all of it in the drama. I think what I've learned about myself is the most random things will make me start crying now. Like we're looking at pictures of Suga's photo folio and I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm crying over Suga with red hair camping, which as we all know, is not my jam. I'm not going to go camping anytime soon. But here I am crying over this man who is in his camping gear, like in the middle of nowhere with his compass and a dog. And I'm crying about it now, I guess. This is my life. So just sort of amazed that got to this level of fandom. Or like, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I wonder if Jin's okay. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> These are things that now just sort of go through my head at all hours. And the other day, my husband and I were having dinner and he said something about Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh, J-Hope. And he's like, not everything relates to BTS. And I was like, yes, it actually does. Let me show you this picture of J-Hope inspired by Lord of the Rings. And he's like shaking his head. So I think that I've learned just like the loops that my brain can go on and like how emotional I can get from this fandom. My boyfriend told me a really bad joke today. It was like the worst, like not even a dad joke. It was like, it wasn't even funny kind of level, right? It was just so random. And I just looked at him and I went, that was not worth me stopping thinking about J-Hope for five minutes. <laughs> and he was like, oh God, you've gone to the next level now. <laughs> really so and the, the other thing is I realized that like how I talk about BTS to like civilians versus army is very different because you know if somebody was like oh you like bts and they're like you know just like 
a random person in my life, I'll be like, yes, there's this band. I'm quite fond of them. I know a lot about them. I might be very excited about them. And then I try to like, let it go. But I have a friend who's going to be coming to um, August D with us, who uh, was a high school friend. And she was basically like, okay, I like would like to see this world. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And as I began to like unpack it, I was like, this is going to, this is going one of two ways. Cause at one point she's like, are you a human Wikipedia? I'm like, I'm only like, probably like, not even like, you know, I'm, I am still like an undergrad and I was like, okay, I don't. And I had to apologize. I'm like, I don't know how to talk about this normally. Like, I don't know how to have a conversation and unpack this fan experience. I don't know how to do it and not sound wild. And so you're either like in that with me and I'm going to do my best to like, let you have your own experience and like come back to me. And so we've kind of worked it out now. Now we're in a good place because she kind of like did the drop basically. And like went from like knowing their name, learning their names to being like now just sending me like Jungkook videos, like on tap, like, look at this one, look at this one, look at this one. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is cute. This is good. This is a beautiful, like you know, a bit of choreography. I embrace you. And so I feel like now we've like worked our stuff out where I'm like, it's okay. Like you, but yeah, it's almost like you're learning to speak a language with somebody. I was just going to say, it made me laugh that like, Allison's like, oh, because this made me cry. Cause I actually did. Uh, someone made a TikTok video to the new trend where people are running. It's the song. It's like sped up called ceilings, I think. And it's like a really emotional song and tons of people are doing it as a trend and it's fine but someone did it with BTS and it literally starts with JK running and then everyone follows him and then it cuts to Jin leaving and then Hobie leaving and then JK shuts the door and I was like, no, it was so dumb, you guys. I was like crying. I was like, please, I hope no one sees me in my car right now. <laughs> but that's what I've learned about myself. I did I did like that part in the drama where they were like talking about you come out as like a fan girl like do do they know like have you told them yet like what is the level that they are aware of in terms of because it very much feels like that of like like you were saying Leah of like okay this is somebody who doesn't know my love of them so I have to sort of put that part aside and I can't come out as the full bts army it bleeds into everything like i have bts all over my office like it is everywhere but i i try to like calm it down in some situations i think that's interesting that you know like you have you do feel like you almost have to reveal it to people because it's such a big part of our lives now but it's also so intimate because like we're gonna have been talking about and we'll talk about it's you know i think it says a lot about what brings you joy, but also it's filling certain needs in our lives and and so on. So it is a kind of an intimate thing to share with somebody that you love something that deeply, especially when it's not valued by society very highly, especially in the West. Yeah, people don't get it. Like they think that I don't like I don't want to speak for the people in my life who and who know how much I love BTS, but I think that they think it's some silly like 
teenager thing or that it's so surface and like just about the beauty of like how attractive they are and like obviously those are seven beautiful men like not going to deny that but when you think about like this just the stuff that we've talked about on this podcast like the community that we have built like the interest and where this has taken us in our own lives just in terms of like being more creative and you know like pushing us out of our comfort zones um it's so much deeper than that and that's the whole yeah process i'd like i just want you to understand this isn't just about like seven men dancing to poppy songs people really do struggle to understand that mm. um that it's about idealism and personal growth and uh, believing in something and truly the the word idol is appropriate you know having so- someone or something to look up to where you know they don't have to be perfect but they can you can they can be close to that in your mind because you don't have to actually know them they can actually fill that role uh and yeah I, I i didn't totally you know i've been involved in fandoms before on a lighter level i've never I don't think I've ever had a proper idol before. Like I've had bands that I really was crazy about and, but just to have an idol is something I didn't understand before. I think this is my first time really experiencing it at this level and I'm still unpacking what it means. Uh, yeah. I still, I don't know that I've tapped into everything that it means to me yet. But it really does mean also the friendships. And so that's the thing that like, I also feel like it's like, ignored or dismissed sometimes is just the fact that you know look at all of these awesome people that you know I love knowing all of you for all sorts of different reasons now and so yes we speak this kind of like coded language of BTS fandom but then like you've also all become like special people to me and so I feel like again that's part of this really cool experience too is like you find common ground with people from all different places quickly and then you can like build upon that. I think so too. I don't think it would be the same if, if we didn't have the shared experience. Uh, it's and, and I have never as an adult, especially as an older adult, had such an easy and lovely time making friends, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it is so hard to make friends as you get older. And this is just like, you know, we're besties, you know, boom. <laughs> oh, you're, you're army. Yeah. We're, we're best friends. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, mean, I met one person looking like for August tickets that like I happened to have I felt like a drug dealer I'm like I happen to have one and this person started talking to me and it was just really funny because I was like okay I kind of want to feel you out just a little bit to see if you're like a good like a person I want to do business with essentially and then she like kind of did the same she's like well I have some questions for you and I felt like after like a minute and a half it was like that scene with like um from like, is it the movie Step Brothers, where it's like, did we just become best friends? Yup. And I was like, oh my god, like I've never, I've only met you for like a minute and a half, and now I'm like, okay, you, like we both vetted each other really quickly, and I'm like, we're both legit. Yes, now we're besties. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I mean, I still got on a plane to go meet Tanya, who I'd never met, and it was like totally normal, guys. This is. We're just gonna go see BTS together. It's great. It's it was, fine. Everything's yeah. gonna be fine. It like, was I, I met you at your taxi. We went up to my room and yeah. by like within an hour we were or less. No, it was like five minutes. I mean, we yeah. were like, yeah, we're good. We're best. She, <laughs> it's good. Okay. This is it's hilarious because we had only known each other through group chat. 
I fly to Vegas, meet her there. So we've been there for 24 hours. We get to the room and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to change and like put, put on some makeup, whatever. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go downstairs and like do the whole checkout process. Left me in there with all her things, including her purse. She took like her ID and like the key cards. That was, and she was like, okay, bye. I'll be back. And I'm thinking in normal, this would never happen in normal situations. Like I, who just was like, yeah, bye. Here's all my stuff. And all the stuff I bought yesterday and like my jewelry and what army that's what totally no and I'm a very cautious person actually you know like I, I tend to be pretty trusting but I'm careful and but I was like oh it's Megan I mean come on <laughs> okay quick question Cha Sion is freaking adorable which member of BTS does he remind you of I, I wrote that I thought Xi'an was he's so innocent. He's like very sweet and innocent. And I don't I don't think there's a perfect fit, uh, especially now that the guys are older. You know, it's not that youthful innocence anymore. But he kind of like he has little qualities of like baby JK and baby Jimin, I thought. Yeah, so cute. Oh, he's a really lovely character <laughs> with his big doe eyes. <laughs> Yeah, and something I just appreciated in this is this has nothing to do with her in love with him as like, even if she's like, you know, his collarbones or whatever, like she's never like in love with him in like a way that feels like, oh, this doesn't, this isn't good or this doesn't feel okay. In fact, like he actually appreciates her fandom experience for him too. And like the fandom that she represents. And so I really appreciated and identified with that too, is that like, yeah, there, there could be like this doting vibe without it turning into like that. Like I want to reach through the computer and like touch you. So even when she sees him and is like, Whoa! like it still isn't that like she has a whole other love interest in the shit. And so that's one thing too, if you haven't seen the drama, there's, we're going to get to it. I think in just a second, there's a whole other love interest. The love interest is not between her and the idol. The idol is just like her fan experience throughout the whole thing. And I think that that, differentiates makes like all the difference as well that really rang true for me too I'm so glad you said it like that because it kind of helped me to understand it like yeah I remember my favorite scene which I know we're going to talk about later but I'll just say it now because it connects my favorite scene or one of them is when um it's her birthday and her boyfriend who's very closely connected to the idol sets it up so that she can spend part of her birthday with her idol and she just when when the camera goes to her face when she realizes what's happening she has this look of pure innocent joy and it's that adoration that you mentioned and yeah she's not like oh he's hot i want to get with him it's no she's just it's just pure love <laughs> you know this very sweet love and i i feel that way too like yes i think that they're all beautiful and j-hope is sexy and blah 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 and, you know, there, there's a, you know, like a, a fantasy realm that connects to all of it. But in reality, when I look at him, I just, I admire him and I just adore him. It's just a, like a focus for adoration. And that's really what it's become about. And so I really connected with that a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that like, was really rang true for me. <laughs> so I just want to share just to sum it up, because Duck Me had a quote that I wanted to share that I was holding on to. And it just basically says, fangirling means you're happy and blissful just by looking at that person. Looking at that person makes you happy and joyful. You wish for that person to do well and you like to see them smile. 
So that is so perfect. It's like yeah. compersion, maybe. Mm-hmm. Which we yeah. talked about the, the joy of seeing someone else be happy and do well. And it's not doing, you're not involved in it. Like it's not, it's not like you needed to be there too. You're just seeing this other person be having an experience that feels happy or good for them. And it just makes you happy. I was talking about this the other day with a friend from work who can relate to all of this. And she told me that she, and stop me if it's actually one of you. I think it was a friend at work. <laughs> if this is your story, please don't let me tell your story for you. But she had read a um, about a study of, oh, it was my friend at work. I remember now. She had read about a study involving primates. And they put, they gave the primates a choice, like between having their favorite treat and looking at photographs of the highest ranked members of their primate society. I think they were chimpanzees. And they, a lot, I don't know if it was all the time, but there was a huge, um, you know, um, scientifically valid propensity to want to, they would actually give up having their favorite food treat to be able to look at pictures of the highest ranked members of their chimp society. And I think that really says something like there's like a need to adore that, that high ranked member of the society. And I I thought that was really fascinating. Like, is that what we're doing? (laughs) I don't know, maybe. (laughs) So I gotta, I'll try to find it. I'll see. I'll have to ask her where she read about it. Cause I was like, wow, if that's what's going on, that's really interesting. But we are, you know, social animals and we do have social hierarchy. And I thought that was really interesting. That is really interesting. Going back to the question, then we'll go back to favorite scenes. But I think he reminded me of J-Hope, like just his smile and his energy. Like I thought of J-Hope, but we don't really get to see him, but for five seconds as an idol. Otherwise, we just get to you know, see these little glimpses of him. But his his smile was pretty, you know, bright and shiny. So I was going to say, um, a cross between JK and Jimin, but a little Hobie thrown in there for some extra spice. Cause he's just like so sweet. And he, there's this part where he says, I wrote it down. Cause I wrote like a lot of notes for this. And he's like, she's her smile's So bright. I, I really thought she would be my fan or she could be one of my fans. And it's like so funny. Cause she is, she's just not telling anyone. And I thought, Oh, cause he notices things like that. Like that's so cute. Um, and then really quick. So we can get to Ryan gold. Um, we're real quick. What was your favorite scene and why? And I'm just going to tell you mine because I laughed so hard. I watched it twice. Um, and it's when, um, Dokumi gets to go to Xi'an's house and she walks in and immediately she greets the dog. And I'm not a dog person, but I feel like if I went to one of the members houses and their dog was there, I would do the same thing. And it's so funny because she's like immediately on the ground, like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? You're so cute. How would she know his dog if she wasn't a fan? Like, it just was so relatable and funny. Like, it just stood out to me. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, if you see, like, Bam, you're going to be like, hello, Bam. How are you doing? How is How are your intestinal issues today? <laughs> honestly, or- I feel like, honestly, I feel like Bam would knock me over. Like, let's just be real. Like, that, Bam would just, like, I'd be flat on my back, okay? Like, he'd just knock me down. Shantan, I have questions about your owner- wrapping his whole mouth around your nose how are you <laughs> i would lose my shit if i ever saw tanny in public i, I actually think i would be more excited 
I used to like, so I don't even really cute. like dogs that much. And if I saw that dog, I would be like, he's like a full celebrity. So my favorite moment, I think, you know, I have to get into Ryan Gold here because for me, my favorite moment was, and I loved how they shot it, was the boyfriend learns that her secret identity is like, she's like a super fan and he enters her fan chat space and how they show it on the drama is basically he has like an alias. And so when he's the alias, he shows up with this like kerchief around his head and like sunglasses on. And then like, you see all the other fans kind of like in this, like kind of like misty space together where they're like talking about it. And I think that what it meant to me was the fact that like, he was such a green flag hero. And what was so special about it was he was like, I, this lights you up so much that I'm not going to approach this with judgment or shame or derision. Like, I want to get us, like, I'm curious about you and I want to see you and seeing you this joyful and happy about something. I want to, I want to be there not to take space from it, not to make it about me, but just so I can get a better sense of like, what is this? Because I care about you. And then you're just so happy that I just want to know more about what makes you happy in life. And I was like, God damn, like, if that's not like the most romantic thing ever, I don't know what is because to me that hits me and like, oh my God. Brian Gold is such green flags. He's amazing. My favorite scene, I took notes while I was watching it. And I think it's when she is retelling the apartment, like when she goes to the apartment to her cafe friends. So she has another fangirl bestie. And she has this whole scene. They're all sitting there listening to her retell the story of her going into the apartment and seeing all these things. And she has one of the cafe employees holding his phone up so the light can be shining on her as she's like reenacting it. It was just hilarious. I was laughing so hard in that part. And I was like, I could totally see myself doing that, like making all of my tuesday night friends like listen to me (laughs) retell this story and like reenacting it along the way they would be completely bored like half of the people that were listening to her story were but i would be having a great time so that was that scene stood out for me all right so let's talk about ryan gold the greenest green flag fangirl boyfriend who wants to go first i'll just jump on what leah said before which is that the what it makes me think about is how he saw it as an opportunity to learn about her and what makes her tick and what makes her happy instead of being threatened uh by it and uh that was a beautiful thing and i've been i've actually been very lucky um for the first time in my life, I have a very green flag boyfriend. We've been together for a long time. And when I, when this all started to go down a little over a year ago, when I started to get really deep into BTS, he was a little taken aback. I, but I said, you know what? I haven't been like this for a long time, but I've been like, this is my personality. I just get really into things. And he was like, okay. And he's actually become really fine about it. And he's just like, wow. And he actually has asked a lot of questions 
and ha and is supportive about it and and often says you know the only thing that bothers me about it is i just wish i was this excited about something so i thought that was such a green he's such a green flag for that you know yeah so it makes me just feel like okay you're a keeper <laughs> i think that one of the greenest green flag moments for me is when he's meeting her parents and he's just so genuinely curious about her dad's rock collection like he just went over to them, took the time to listen. He was trying to like listen to him talk about him more, but her mom just has this like her mom was the whole thing. Um, but he was like, No, I'm genuinely interested in this. And he was so delighted that her dad like gave him one of the rocks that he collects. And just he he just likes to see people light up and to talk about what they're interested in and wants to just share a piece of that with them. And that is major green flags for me. Yeah, I was just going to add that um, what we all kind of talked about is just that he was not threatened in any way by her fangirling. Um, and I, you know, love that he knew she had met him. She knew where he lived. They had to meet at different places for work. Um, you know, and anytime she had an interaction with him, he didn't like try to get her away from the situation or like put himself in between her and um, her idol. He just was kind of like, mm, okay, th this is something she enjoys. And so I just felt like, wow, he's like not even threatened by that at all. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. I love the, like that when his mom makes, when um, Shion's mom makes him the sandwich he immediately like calls her and goes to her apartment to share the sandwich with her because like he knows that that's something that she would find like really awesome like oh my gosh his mom made this sandwich and I was just thinking like when we watched J-Hope's documentary we were talking about like oh my god can you imagine if J-Hope's mom like cooked for us and it was like kind of in the same vein like he knew this was something she would think is so amazing and so he just called her and was like oh I brought us breakfast and by the way his mom made it for me and she's like oh my god her reaction was, can I take pictures of it? Which, that was my favorite. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think I already shared mine with, uh, you know, the curiosity. And I just want to throw out one other thing in case you haven't seen this drama. Rangel's a good kisser. <laughs> like there's some stellar kissing in this. It's a, it's a feel-good rom-com, honestly. And if you have, if you or like, you know, army and you're just like in this and you're like, imagine just having a partner who is like, I, I mean, it's just, it is, it's like such universal fantasy butter of just being like, I love that you are so happy in this space. And all I want to do is surround you in love. So you can just like be in this space and super stoked. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I didn't realize that that's like the hottest thing, a, you know, a person can do. So sweet. All right. So her private life touches on fangirling and all the great things that come with it. The best friendships, the relationships, actually getting to meet your idol, those kinds of things. So do we have any recommendations on other K-dramas or books or media that kind of cover this topic? Well, one of you mentioned um, Reply 1994 I think uh, a little bit ago and I hadn't even thought of that but it is so perfect I mean the our, I, I, I'm 
my names aren't coming to me of the characters, even though it's one of my favorite dramas um, because I hadn't planned this out, but just the, the, one of the young women in the boarding house is just a, a Sote G and the boys super fan. And there's other fangirling going on. And also in reply 1997, I, maybe that's the one that you all mentioned. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of fangirling going on in the reply series, especially in those two. So those are amazing for that. Um, I also that recent drama. So I married the anti-fan, which I think Leah mentioned earlier is a really really fun one um, uh, about, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, enemies to lovers romance. And, and I, thought, I thought it was really good. And uh, I recently read um, a young adult romance called XOXO by, and I think the author's name is Axie O. Uh, and uh, it's about a young woman, um, Korean American woman who goes to high school in Korea and ends up having a little, sweet romance with a, a trainee so it's very cute I enjoyed it a lot it was easy, easy read <laughs> a few months ago I downloaded um, The Comeback by Lily Chu on Audible and it is about a k-pop idol that has to run away run away from home quote-unquote um, and it's super fun and it is written in a way that if you love k-drama and you love k-pop you're going to love it um, because it just there's so many different references and it's so good um, and the the narration is fantastic so if you get the chance look for the comeback it's on audible um, and I have to say that the entire time I listened to it and I'm sorry if this ruins it for anyone but the main lead in that book listening to it I just thought of um, Wu Sung from the Black Rose like I just I just know that's what he looks like that that's who he is it has to be so I just wanted to throw that in there it's not K-pop um, specific, but that book about army culture was really interesting. It's called um, BTS and Army Culture by Ji Hang Lee. And it's really kind of a nice introduction to the history of army. Awesome. Well, this has been really fun talking about this drama and how it relates to our army lives. Um, and so I just wanted to see if you guys had any closing thoughts. I just wanted to throw this out there. Um, because I was laughing so hard when I was watching this drama and I don't know if anyone else would have picked up on this given like the timeline, but in episode seven, she goes to, um, some type of fan meeting and they're auctioning off items of his and he's going to be there. And the announcer is very loud and boisterous. It's a female announcer and she's having a great time. And I did the research and I could not find out if it was the same announcer who was at the Devil's Deal, Deal premiere with Suga in the last couple of weeks. I think it is because on her Instagram, I went deep, you guys. Like I was trying to, I was like, I know this is her. I know this is her. So I went on her Instagram and in the last two weeks, she bought the B album and he signed it for her. Now, she didn't say where he was when he signed it, and she didn't say how she got the autograph, but he autographed it for her. So uh, it's episode seven of her private life where she's like at this fan event. The announcer, I'm pretty sure it's the same announcer that was at the premiere. And I just had to laugh because I was like, oh, my gosh, the timing of this is amazing. 
That's really, really fun. I really enjoyed her exuberance at that movie premiere. She was just so, I mean, it was, that was not manufactured. She was genuinely one of us. <laughs> she was army. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun, you guys. It's always yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's always, always great fun. that we can get together and talk. So, until next time, bye. Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So, between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Great. Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoona Delight, K-drama deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes dropping every Wednesday.